The Saints are violating that, the way they're behaving. Dennis Allen doesn't deserve to have that job. He doesn't deserve it. He's had two years of nine playoff uh, football. Last year, he was, you know, they were looking at firing. They gave him another chance. And Mickey Loomis is running and hiding and insulting people for him to keep the job. I don't like Mickey Loomis having that much power in the Saints building. I really don't. That's the issue with Gail letting these people operate. And Gail's really not tripping on nothing because she's getting paper. So that's what I was saying that some of the family members about if you want some change to happen, you got to show your disgust when they start looking at them empty seats in that dome. That's when you start seeing a lot of stuff happen. Dennis Allen, the reason why the Saints screwed up this year is because of mismanagement. And you can cut that between Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis because Mickey Loomis didn't do a damn thing. He didn't go in there and tell Dennis Allen or prompt him or tell him to do this. He left them alone. And when people were putting pressure on him, that's why he was agitated. He doesn't like for you to put pressure on him to do his job. And he says lame shit all the time in these dumb interviews with these softball reporters. And he sits up here and, and berates people, tells them they're not qualified to judge NFL coaches, tells them they're reporters they're lazy and unsophisticated, says all this elitist garbage. And sits up on his ass and people say, you need to do something. He says he's not that I, I, I well, listen, I is just I'm just too emotional during the year. So I wait after the year before I do anything. I, I just can't do it. You know, I got the win. You win. I'm happy. I lose. I'm sad. It's just too much emotion. So I don't do my job, which is just ridiculous. You know, I often say that's some, that's one of the stupidest, Im- immature, immature, non-professional things that I've heard a general manager ever say which started prompting me to say, this guy can't be a general manager. He is a poser. He is a pretender. And mo- the majority of his success came by way because he was fortunate enough to be in any type of affiliation with Sean Payton. They all did. They all became fantastically wealthy because of Sean Payton. They all did. Making Loomis, get his 200 win and all this kind of nonsense, but check his record under Dennis Allen. Without Sean Payton, he's laughable. With Sean Payton, they're always winning because Sean Payton tell them what to do. Look what happened when nobody's telling them what to do. Look what look what happens when nobody telling either one of them what to do. Look how the product on the field looks. So instead of going to check his team, he turns and makes dumb lying ass stats and berating comments to the supporters, which won't win you any group. And I said, I've exposed Mickey Loomis. I've exposed them before the entire who that nation people message me on secure. I didn't, I didn't see that before, man. I was like, yeah, bro. He, he had everybody fooled. He's like, well, how's Roseman from Philly fleecing Mickey Loomis for picks? Cause he's not a real general manager. No, <laughs> that's not hard to believe. I'm telling you, I'm saying, listen, the proof is in the pudding. Forget the emotional attachment that you have. You got to look at the raw numbers the, the standings and the fact how the team looks without Sean Payton there. Look how it looks. It's total different. It's a joke. This team is mismanaged. That's the problem. It's not a talent issue. They didn't have a talent issue in the seven and nine, seven and 10 year. It wasn't a talent issue. They were mismanaged. They had a starting quarterback. They refused to play toward the back end of the end of the year because he called this, the weasel out for lying to him. 
and people doubted it, but this is a guy, it happens every year when the guy does something really snaky and underhanded. The year before it was him lying to Jameson, backstabbing him. So Jameis went to the press. So what he did, did he make it right with Jameis in a year? Nope. He kept Andy Dalton played the entire year, even when Jameis was healthy. That's mismanagement and pettiness that you would put your own stinking weaselly feelings over the top of the team's success when you had the better quarterback to play. He mismanaged it that year and ran the team in the ground. Well, was Mickey Loomis then? A real general manager would have kiboshed all of that shit and told him, no, you're going to play this guy because I'm paying this guy. Make it work. Make it so. To my, like my old star, my star uh, uh, track buddies out there. And like old Captain Bacard would tell him, make it so. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. Make it so. Make it happen. I don't care about this. I want to win. Your petty feelings don't mean nothing. Go out there and make it so. Make it work. But what did he do? He wasn't nowhere to be found. He wasn't nowhere in the James Winston situation. And this year, what happened with Dennis Allen backstabbing his whole team in front of the entire world? They did that on their own. Dude. You're not going to win with somebody like that. And then you see the general manager listen to it, and he still backs the guy. That means he's a dummy. He's not a real general manager, dude. This dude is not a real GM. No real general manager would have backed that guy. And then you got Bill Belichick free out here and Pete Carroll free out here, and you sticking to this trash over here, this scum, (laughs) this backstabby, lying, throwing his team under the bus-ass coach right here, and you got Belichick and – Harbaugh and all these other coaches, real coaches, all out here. You holding on to this trash, this janitor? You got a janitor running the team, and you got fantastic coaches with championship pedigree, three of them out there, three of them out there right now, and you holding on to this trash. That's why I said that guy's not a real general manager, bro. There are all kind of people out there. That's right, call it variable, too. They got guys out here that are real coaches, that are real football coaches, not janitors and backstabby, sneaky, underhand snake people. You can't win with that, man. Nobody's going to play for a scumbag like that, man. They're not going to do it. So these so these are two. This is an arrogant, elitist, hold his nose up in the air, uh, time-wasting troll. That's what Mickey Loomis is to me. He's a time-wasting troll who is running his team on arrogance and not on logic. That's the problem we got here. Running the team off of arrogance and not logic and mismanagement. That's what's going on here. That's what, that is what's going on here now. Anyway, speaking of this, your hated Atlanta Falcons, the same people, your dumbass weasel face possum looking ass coach apologized to quite recently they fired their coach and they're now in in league they've been having conversation with bill belichick that's right the same bill belichick with multiple super bowl rings and this is bringing me to the point where i'm thinking about the dream that i had the vision could somebody please remind me of the vision that i had at the end of the season Does somebody remind me of it? Because I keep forgetting it because it was a horrible nightmare to me. And I didn't want to realize what I was visualizing. Could somebody please tell me 
tell me what that was that I was. I told the family, I say, family, I just had this terrible nightmare or whatever. Cause somebody remind me of what, it, what I said, Kevin, that was one of them. Falcons get Jaden Daniels. What was the other one? It was a, it was a couple of them. Anyway, the Atlanta Falcons interview Bill Belichick for the coaching job. Falcons have officially expressed interest in the coach who handed the franchise the most painful loss in team history. The Falcons, and I thought that was us that did it, to be honest with you. The Falcons announced Monday that they have interviewed New England coach Bill Belichick for the head coaching vacancy, the first known interview done by Belichick since he and the Patriots mutually parted ways last year, last week. He's 71, been coaching for 29 years, 24 in New England, 5 in Cleveland. He got a combined record of 302 wins versus 165 losses. He has six Super Bowl titles. One of those Super Bowl victories came against the Falcons and blah, blah, blah. My whole thing is it was the moment that he said that mentioned in wide ranging news conference with Falcons owner Count Blank and his recent, his uh, old time bit up victim CEO, Rich McKay, the team fired off the Smith following three seasons. So they've been leading the coaches. So I don't know what Fontenot was going on with Terry Fontenot. But uh, it's been McKay and uh, and Count Blinkula running that. But what's interesting about it is anytime you get a Bill Belichick out there, and that's not very often you would get a Bill Belichick, but when you know you, it's just amazing to me how dumb these people are for real. But anyway, Belichick is the sixth candidate the club has announced as interviewing for the job along with Baltimore assistant head coach Anthony Weaver, Baltimore defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, San Francisco defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes, and Carolina defensive coordinator and Cincinnati offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. So they talked to Bill Belichick for the job. You know, nothing is written quite yet, but could you imagine? Could you imagine? Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Anyway, let's keep it moving, fam. Let's go to the next article right here. Top 10 salary hits facing the 2024 Saints. Uh, And we plenty of financial commitments here to talk about. And this is some of those as the numbers will pull from over the cap. Uh, 10 salary cap hits for the Saints coming into the year. Derek Carr, cap hit. 10.9% 10.9% of it is 35.7 million, $30 million base salary, 5.7 million in prorated bonus. The 30 million is guaranteed for Derek Carr. That's a lot of money for a dude, for, for a quarterback. You've gone, you only win nine wins. <laughs> it's a lot of, a lot of money for two wins, man. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Ram check, you know, 2702. 17 million base salary, 10 point 10 plus million dollars on the prorated bonus for Ram. 27 mil has to be restructured. Ram's current situation is dire. It's an anticipation, a thought process on the street that Ram's playing career could be over with. Most certainly this upcoming year, they're not anticipating him playing. And that knee is that bad. As you can see, when he was playing playing on that knee. And they're giving him rest. And he uh, kind of decided not to get the surgery from last year. You know, he just got painkillers, pain shots in the knee. And it really worsened to the point where the pain shots didn't work. And now he's his career could be 
you know, in, in jeopardy. So we all though we give a shout out to Ram to have a full recovery. But bro, at 29 years old, man, you made a lot of money. You got a big contract, bro. If you can't play again, you you lived the dream. You did what you were supposed to do. Cam, 34 mil, 20, almost 23.28 million for Cam, $6.3 million base. You got 10. Uh, 0.28 million in prorated bonus plus 6.7 million in roster bonus. 13 million of that 23 plus is guaranteed. These are restructured candidates, no doubt about it. Car, I don't see why they wouldn't restructure car, but these are kind of some of the numbers. Elvin Kamara's numbers are just under 19 million for him. His base at 10.2 plus the prorated bonus of just over 17 million plus the $1 million roster bonus, 500K per game bonus plus a hundred thousand in the workout bonus. Definitely a restructure kind con- uh candidate. Demario's contract over eighteen million dollars with a ten million dollar base salary. He's definitely another one. And the, of course the rest of them, Taysom Hill, who's thirty three years old, it just uh, it's just fifteen point seven nine million for him, ten million base. But Taysom Lattimore's contract is going to be restructured fourteen well already been restructured fourteen point six two 1.21 million base, 13.4 in the prorated. Eric McCoy is oh, just under 14 million with a $9.6 million base. Andrews Pete, who is basically a free agent with over 13 million. Carl Grandison, 12.45 is there as well. Also, there are three other players who will come up at cap hit above 10 million in addition to the top hits is Michael Thomas over 12, Tyron over 12, and Cesar Ruiz just under 11. Saints have already tackled a couple of restructures, and we're certainly going to see more of them play out as we get closer to the league new year, which starts March the 13th. So a lot of time in between before this stuff happens. We're still currently, you know, dealing with the playoffs right now. And, you know, the stuff don't really get get the, the snapping and popping until most of the time when the playoffs are out and done. All right. So anyway, let's go to the next one here, fam. And this is one right here that was posted by the family members for this upcoming season, the Saints strength of schedule based on the 2023 regular season records. So based on the strength of schedule for 2024, the Browns are on top ranked number one with 158 versus 131 in losses. That's the record combined record. And guess who all the way at the bottom again for 2024 is the Falcons. And uh, the Saints are tied up and tied for the 31st with the easiest or the softest potential record for 2024. Are you buying that? Are you buying it? Are you buying it, family? That's a whole nother thing altogether. So very interesting. But in the end, what I see, I, I think in the end, we have, like I said, the, and I'm going to keep saying it. The record situation, everything was agreeable. Everything was agreeable for the Saints. Everything. The team had talent. The team had a picket. And and like I said, you go back and you really recap what happened. You go at the start of the season last year when the Saints brought in all of these coaches, Joe Woods, Marcus Robinson, uh, and a lot of these guys were fantastic. Ty Grantham, it took him a while, but he got the line going. Uh, some areas regressed. I did like the addition of Clancy Barone to the tight end room. I think he uh, is going to be, I thought he was a plus. Uh, I do, um, you know, like some of that that was going on. 
But then again, I don't think early on talent was an issue with the Saints. The Saints had talent. I think a lot of what happened with the Saints was from a head coach standpoint, like having the intangibles, like the the discipline, you know, the attention to detail, that type of stuff that make teams that are already talented go to the next level. Accountability, that's another big one, you know, that we lack in a great detail. We lack accountability. You got a coach that don't, that backstabs his players. You know, that that's a problem, bro. You know, look look at for instance, look what happened with with the the coach down there in um the Houston Texans. Look what he's done with them. Look what he's done. The Houston Texans coach D'Amico Ryans has taken a bum ass Houston team that were losing for years. And he's made them respectable. They've done that with rookies. They have a rookie quarterback that is doing that. They got young players everywhere. Offense and defense. They took that team, turned them around, got in the playoffs. And even got a win in the playoffs. I mean, it's just... It was, it's utterly amazing what good coaches could do for you when, when, you know, what was supposed to happen. They blasted the Browns in the club. That young, that's, D'Amico Ryans turned him around and made him respectable. That's what a good coach do for you. You know, the team buy-in, the media buy-in, because they could tell the difference between a winner and a guy that's not a winner. I can never see a guy like D'Amico Ryans or Mike Tomlin or any of these guys that are respectable and understand what a locker room mean and trust means in a locker room, throwing their players under the bus, lying to them and backstabbing them. And he got a reputation for that. So it's a, it's really amazing to see how it all just unfolded, the new coaches and all that. And then the Saints finished with nine and eight. And people will say, well, cute, they were seven and 10 before. But that's not the problem, fam. The problem is they were well. The issue is they were supposed to get to the playoffs. I finished with a winning record. The idea is playoffs because you got the oldest team in the league. You have a two to three year window when you're supposed to be putting it together. And the Saints have basically squandered the the, the two of the three year window. They've squandered it. They've mismanaged it. And I have zero faith that. They will continue with a tough. Okay, they saying it's easy right here, but listen, with the teams that they are showing that you're going to be playing, it's not going to be that. The Saints this year had a schedule where the cold games were early in the year, which and they were in in areas where it was good weather, where the Saints didn't have to deal with that. Later on in the season, the teams they had to face, and uh, when it was starting to get cold, was like teams that were. Warm weather teams. You go down to Tampa Bay, you or, or teams that have a, a dome situation, where you didn't have to deal with the elements. They had a Tampa Bay Buccaneer team led by Baker Mayfield. Everybody else teams were had you had young quarterbacks. They were struggling. You were, you had the advantage because you was a team what it's supposed to be with a veteran quarterback on top of it that you spent one hundred and fifty million dollars on. You got Jamal Williams here. All this kind of old stuff. And in the end, the Saints finished nine and eight. Tampa Bay won a playoff game tonight, and they're moving on to the second round. And the Saints sitting up here watching them on television, while Dennis Allen at the end of the press conference tells you that he's pissed and what he did wasn't good enough, even though we were saying it during the season for him to change. 
and they were sitting up here talking about what you're saying is negative noise. They were saying what we were saying was negative noise. People was voicing their dis- their displeasure about what was going on in the field. And then at the end of the year, they, they think I'm going to let them forget that we were saying during the year, the whole damn time, that this is not supposed to what it needs to be. You need to change. You need to change that. The guy lied and said, well, we're going to change it. And we asked him, did you change anything? No, we didn't change anything. So why are you, why are you pissed at not winning when you, <laughs> this is crazy, man. That's what I'm saying. The guy is incapable of understanding what happened. You think these people really seriously going to sit down and look at the season and say what they did wrong. They're going to focus on the draft. They're going to focus on adding players to the team, but talent is not the problem. The talent is not the problem for the saints. It wasn't the problem last year. It wasn't the problem the year before that talent never is an issue with the new Orleans saints especially over the last several years, it's mismanagement. Whatever you put on the team or in the team, the guy on top of the team, he's going to mismanage the hell out of it because he's not serious about fixing what, what's really wrong with the team, which is him. He's not going to fix his non-accountability issues. He's not going to stop being backstabby. He's not going to go to leadership school and learn how to be a better leader or be a better motivator. I know how to be the better communicator or be more accountable and use himself by saying me, 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 as opposed to us so much when he's the head coach that picked everybody. Picking better people over these units to run them, as opposed to having good old boy arrangements with guys like Carmichael. Go and find somebody to actually do the job correctly. That's what I'm talking about. I have zero faith in Dennis Allen to do that because he don't even realize that that's an issue. He don't even see it, which is why he shouldn't be a coach. He's a janitor at best. A shitty one at that, that mops with a sour mop. <laughs> He's underhanded, snaky car salesman that sells uh, Katrina cars. That's that's, that's my that literal, my literal thought process of Dennis Allen. He is a, he's a shitty janitor that mops your floors with a sour mop. And you walk up in there like, man, what what's this smell up in here? And then you walk over to Dennis Allen's bucket. And he's he didn't he don't even clean the mop. He's mopping with a sour mop. That's, that's he he you know he's a, he's a sneaky uh, he's a he's a a, a a car salesman that sells very over deodorized cars <laughs> to people. That's what he does. That's my perception of this guy, dude. I'm serious. He, this is that's my perception. And Mickey Loomis is totally, I ain't gonna say Mickey's clueless, but Mickey Loomis is operating and running his team out of arrogance, which is not something you're supposed to be doing, which means it's time for you to go. You're not supposed to be operating out of arrogance. And people telling you your coaches has problem and he stinks, and people are upset, you're supposed to investigate that. You're not supposed to be, oh well, listen, I and the hell with those guys. They're gonna buy these tickets anyway. That's that's how he's moving. He's moving with that energy. Like you don't care if you mad or not. I'm going, well, I can tell you what. I ain't see that billboard you guys try to do. I did that. I stopped that shit. I stopped it. I called them. I told them, listen, I'll whatever they're trying to pay you, I'll triple it. I'll triple it. I'll triple it. The hell with that guy with that billboard. How dare you? I'm not going to let you put up a damn billboard around here. I, I told them, I said, listen, let me tell you something. I, and whatever you put up on whatever that guy's raised for that billboard, I'll triple it. And I, I, this is war. Yeah, it's war, right? You can't win, though. 
you can't win against them unless you're going to buy every last one of them tickets in that dome. But at the end of the day, like I said, man, I, that's the whole thing. No, that billboard's not going up. No, it's not, Kevin. I tell you. So you guys, you know, I tell you something. Yeah, that's right. You're not qualified. Tell that big Q guy he's not qualified to talk about Dennis Allen. And neither are you guys. All of you little guys, all of you people out there that's listening, all of you guys, you're lazy and unsophisticated. You're lazy and unsophisticated, and you guys are noisy, noisy nannies. You only talk about negative noise. All of you guys out there, you're, you're qualified. You're not qualified. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, that's what he says. He says that, man. He says that. He says that all the time. He's a very elitist. Mickey is really elitist, man. When you start challenging him on his bullshit guessing and all of the crap that he this, this this garbage coach that he put up on top of the team trying to pass off, when you challenge him and people are challenging him, he gets frustrated. And that see, that's why I know I want you up out of here because that's that's the that's not what you're supposed to do. If somebody telling you, you got to if you run in a business and you got a shitty employee and they got customers telling you that that employee over there is shitty. They give you bad service. They talk mess. They rude. As a manager of the store, you're supposed to investigate that to find out what's going on with that employee and why he having problems with his team and people turning him in. He's a shitty manager. That's why I'm saying he's not really a general manager because he does he does nothing like a general manager is supposed to. You're supposed to be constantly evaluating your players and your team and not waiting until the year is over with. That's why the team... The team stinks like what it does because he's not even doing evaluations during the year because of his emotions. He said that. Well, you see, my emotions, I win and I'm happy. I lose. I'm sad. So, you know, with all the emotions, I, I my God, I can't do it. So I just say, I ain't going, I'm not going to do it. I'll wait to after the year and then I'll do it. Uh, what? What? Dude, that's what I'm saying. This is all a joke. These people are not serious. They're not serious, man. People say, well, Q, we're going to get this. We're going to get that. We're going to get this. And then we'll be such and such. Fam, listen, anything possible and a broken clock could be right at least twice a day. But I'm telling you straight up is that it won't change and it won't get easier in this next year. It won't. And I'm not saying you have the gloom and doom thing. But what do you expect when your team don't have leadership? The, The head coach is weak. He's a weak leader. He's not even a leader. He's weak. He's weak. He don't address things, uh, the issues with himself, which he's the problem. He, he'll he never leave. Even if you tell Dennis Allen to his face, you're the problem. You don't have any accountability. He will not see that. It's like telling and it's, it's, it, it goes right through one area and it doesn't, it's nothing in there to stop it. It goes from one end and out the other. <laughs> it's nothing in there. Ain't no speed bump in there to stop it. It's one in there. You can tell them. Like I told them all year long about what was wrong with this team and they failed. And then when it comes back, you go and listen to the shows. Everything I was saying was true. But you get called an, uh, what you get, a negative noise person. You get all this bullshit. But at the end of the day, you are a thousand percent right. You are a thousand percent right. So once again, the problem with the Saints and how to fix the Saints is simple. You need a real general manager who looks at the team for real and makes real evaluations on people that is above the good old boy circle. And this is what's going on. That is killing the team right now. Like that old man told Mickey Loomis in the stadium when he was in the Tampa Bay game last year. Oh, Mickey, you got to do something. We're kill. He killed. And Dennis Allen, they're killing the city, Mickey. <laughs> he told Mickey Loomis that old. Mickey ain't do shit. 
Mickey Loomis don't do nothing because he don't know what to do. Hey, Q, why don't he do this? He don't know what to do. He's not a real general manager. <laughs> I keep telling people that. Say, Q, that sounds crazy. I said, bro, that's it. They got crazy shit happening every day. You know how many people that's in a position that ain't supposed to be where they at? <laughs> Tearing up shit, lying about stuff, and they not. You know, how many bosses, people you know that's general, uh, that's manager somewhere that ain't supposed to be no manager, man? <laughs> Why you think it's gonna change in the, in the NFL? It's the same thing. He's not a real manager. He don't manage anything. Not until the year over with. He don't do nothing. So the dude could tear the team up all season long. He'll spend excuses. I told you he was going to do that. He ain't do nothing. But when the season over with, he's going to spend excuses for the fool that caused the team to fail. Is that being a good manager? Is he really going to look at the coach? He's not even doing that. He's not looking at the coach. He's not putting no pressure on the coach to do anything. Is that a good manager? No. That is not a good manager. He's supposed to understand the difference between a Sean Payton and a Dennis Allen. He can't even see that. He's treating Dennis Allen like he's Sean Payton. He don't get on his back. He don't tell him nothing. I, is that good management? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm not being negative, but I'm saying, man, when you got a guy like that, bro, man, listen, it ain't looking too hot, man. It ain't looking good for the home team, man. So how to fix, how you fix the Saints, man? You fix the Saints by getting a real general manager, which unfortunately this guy is the general manager. And will he turn over the general manager duties to a younger general manager, being that he had them for 20 plus years? At some point, somebody got to run this dude off. I'm, I'm serious, man. At some point, somebody got to run this dude off, right? I mean, at least make him give up the general manager position. And you don't operate and run your and run teams out of arrogance or egoism. It don't supposed to. Be, it's all supposed to be about the greater betterment of the team, not running it off of arrogance to try to prove somebody something wrong when you don't to make you think like you know what you're doing. I've been in, I've been in this for forty years. 